Hi, everybody. This is Jim Cornette, pro wrestling legend, and you're listening to the Book in the Territory Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. This is the artist formerly known as Daryl Van Horn, James Mitchell, the Sinister Minister, and I'm here to let you know I would rather slam my cock in a car door than to miss the dulcet tones of Hard Body Harper, my illegitimate son on Booking the Territory podcast. Who <laughs> messy this is professional wrestler Jimmy Vine, the Boogie Wicker Man. Tell my people, my brothers and sisters, don't you dare, don't you dare miss Booking the Territory. Oh, yeah. This is a one man gang. You're listening to Booking the Territory Pro Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of Booking the Territory, the Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast, where today we are covering WCW Saturday Night on TBS on February 1st, 1992. New month, same old us. And if you listen to this on YouTube, hit the like button and subscribe button for us. It is greatly appreciated. I am sitting here with not Doc Turner. Boy, he's got some scheduling conflicts out of his ass this week and maybe next and maybe the one after that. It is a true conundrum around here how we're going to get this thing going, but we'll we'll keep going. I'm sitting here with Mean Mike Crockett from the Wrestling Podcast about nothing. Hard Body Harper says he will be joining us in a few minutes, which means it could be two, it could be 20, it could be 40. Crockett, let me welcome you in. How are you? Thanks for pitching in and coming in on uh, relief. Gee, I sh- that word relief in this show again. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm happy to be here, man. Uh, I actually asked Doc to kind of step aside for tonight so I could just grill you about the cancellation of the Mid-South TV Review podcast. What happened? You're trying to avoid the question. Let me know right now. <laughs> Why did it get canceled? What's going on? You're starting rumors again. <laughs> You're starting rumors. <laughs> Nothing's been canceled. You're starting rumors again. Please don't start the rumors. They're, uh, I saw boy. it on the mothership. Come on. It's good as gold. I... I mean, oh, I didn't see what's going on in the mothership, but man, I've learned something that when then when you when you don't talk about something, people's imaginations really will run wild. I've seen some wild speculation, and it's just not true. I don't know what else to say, you know. But you think you're a comedian, and that's why you brought it up at the beginning of this show. Uh, it is not dead, but. Um, you know, it's on, an it's on an extended hiatus, hiatus like the <laughs> wrestling podcast about nothing. You, you <laughs> some bitch. <laughs> oh man, that's good. And that the wrestling podcast about nothing is definitely on an extended hiatus. You're talking about me in the mid South show. Let's talk about you and oh yeah, we're going to be doing something soon. That was like three months ago now. And I ain't seen shit on the WPAN feed. Yeah. And I just paid for another year for the uh, pod being <laughs> subscriptions. <laughs> I guess you you're something. See? You're talking about me, you see? Oh, coming man. Soon. Yeah, coming soon. <laughs> but he wants to throw. See, people in glass houses should not throw stones. But so it's anyway. not dead. That's what you say. You're, no, you're it's not dead. Put it out there right now. It's not dead. I, I, you know, I just, 
but I'm not going to comment on something that here's the thing. I can't comment on something that I'm not the producer and owner of. I don't, I don't think people, I don't think a lot of like, I get why folks ask me about it and I don't, I don't, it doesn't bother me. Um, but when you're not the owner and, and content owner of something, you don't, I don't really have control. Like with BTT, I'm doing everything. I'm, you know, you see me messaging you today. Hey, what's going on? Can you do it? Um, I'm in control of everything. I'm in control of when we record, how we record, when the recording is going to be out. I do all that. No one else plays a part in that outside of, of my co-hosts like you and Doc and Harper. But when it comes to the recording of it, you know this from the WPAN, you control every bit of it. So if anybody asks you a question, you can answer anything. So that's the that's the difference, you know. And you so know you're, that. You're you know that. That's what's funny. funny. You know that. That's what's funny. You're absolving yourself of all blame is what you're saying here. I, I don't think there's any blame. I think you're just being a shit stir. <laughs> you're trying to be funny. <laughs> you're really trying. I, I saw when you tagged me in it and I read some of those responses and I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> They've got the whole uh, narrative down. Oh, my God. Dude, I, just, I know how celebrities feel now. Not that I'm a celebrity. <laughs> um Boy, there were some, there were some, 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 some wild, walkers. there were some wild <laughs> stories in there. And then, you know, you're a shit stir because you're, you, you can't, then you start messaging me. Hey, hey, you see, uh, you're not going to reply. You're not going to answer to your fans. You are a <laughs> shit stir. That was funny. Oh, yeah, I, I got so it. I thought it was very history good. is any indication. The next episode will be coming out any minute now. Cause whenever I talk about it, the next episode comes out. So. Yeah, You're welcome, yeah. everybody. Of course, except that hasn't happened the last five times you've been on no. this show. So. <laughs> it definitely has. So I don't know about history at this point. I think we've I think we've yeah. uh, changed the narrative on that. Ancient uh, history. Yeah, yeah I, I, yeah. I promise everybody. Um, at least to my knowledge, uh, and my knowledge is is very secure and safe, um, and trustworthy with this. Uh, yeah, it's it's not it's not dead. And I tell you what, definitely isn't dead. BTT is definitely not dead. We're 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 gonna keep going. I mean, even like Doc couldn't be here. Crockett's pinch hitting or being the relief pitcher. So yeah, mm-hmm. we're we're just gonna keep this train rolling. Hey, and also, I have my I have my uh, top five all set up here and ready to go whenever you are. Right, we're Doc doing top five off, tonight. Doc bit off more than he can chew with the top five. <laughs> he really did. I, he I'm, promised I'm the top it. five. I told you I messaged you about this as well. I'm all for it. I remember way back when you guys did the top fives. Uh, I, I was a little disappointed secretly when it went away in favor of doing the uh, Saturday Night Reviews. But, uh, yeah, I love the top five. I mean, even though you gave uh, Chris Adams super kick uh, a number one in terms of finishers over Shawn Michaels super kick. But... Oh, yeah. Well, Chris's was better. I mean, even Chris uh, was – Chris was not a good human being, but he he could throw a hell of a super kick. That super kick was badass, man. I took no, no, it. No, I know. No. I, I'm kind of giving, <laughs> giving you a little bit of shit. Yeah, yeah it was pretty good. It was uh, the way he kind of jumped into it like that. It looked pretty devastating. Yeah, it was it was really good. Um, I'll be damned though. One time I was saying, uh, you know, Chris Adams, unlike the young bucks, one super kick that knocks it and the guy's gone. I'm watching World Class one day a couple weeks after I tweeted that out on Twitter like six years ago. And I'll be damned if Chris Adams didn't hit two two super kicks to finish the match. 
man, never fails, never fails. It never fails. Yeah. Everything so, yeah, wasn't always guys, airtight, brother. It. Yeah, um, I tell you what, since it looks like you'll be here next week, you come up with a top five for next week, and we'll do that before we jump into the Saturday night portion. Oh, all right. Yeah, if if you know, name one. Just get me one. Um, just not no WWE centric one. I I don't. I want something. <laughs> I want something south right, of the Mason Dixon line. All right, we'll see what we can do. Yeah, we'll see what we can do, brother. Uh, real quick, <laughs> before we get uh, rolling any further, I want to give a big time shout out to our uh, big time patron contributors monthly. Disrespectfully classy, Marky Blassie, Mike Childry, Joe Ice, good old Justin. Thank you for your generous support on Patreon each and every month, and basically being the sponsors of this show. Shout out to all the patrons at that. And a couple of new patrons, Blake M, Jacob Z, thanks for signing up, becoming patrons. Enjoy all that Patreon content. 300, 400 plus Patreon exclusive episodes are available. And Luke J, thanks for bumping up uh, to the Hall of Fame tier. It is greatly appreciated. But tons of Patreon content is available. Tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. By the time you're listening to this, Doc and I uh, recorded and released four patron episodes from me hanging out at his house on a Friday night several weeks back. And I think if I totaled it all, we probably recorded for over five hours. So it was easily a half a work day, uh, all of those shows. So it was a lot of fun. All of that is available on Patreon. There were two Ask Doc episodes. Uh, we had to break them up into two episodes because uh, they, they were running long. There was uh, the Adrian Adonis episode. We did that one in person along with the Ask Doc as well. And then Doc, I I was you know feeling good. Doc was completely drunk. And you can tell when you listen to it if you're a patron. We did uh, like an ECW watch along to RVD versus John Cena from One Night Stand 2006 when Cena put the uh, WWE title on the line. And then we did a, a four-way TV title match between Jericho, Pitbull 2, Scorpio, and who was that? Shane Douglas was the fourth guy. And I, I, that's the drunkest Doc has ever been recording an episode. All of that available on Patreon, <laughs> tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. I think the ECW stuff was was really fun. I, I thought, I told you after, I said, man, I don't know if I'm going to release this, man. I got to listen back to it. But <laughs> it wasn't as bad as I remembered. Um, you know, I kept thinking I was way more tipsier than I was. I didn't sound nowhere near as bad as I thought I did. Doc slurring his words. <laughs> he, he, he getting mad at me. He can't even argue with me because his brain is shutting down from the drunkenness. <laughs> it was great. Well, we I'm glad you time. decided to release that. I know, I know you were, it was uh, weighing on your mind whether you should release that last one. Well, 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 you asked me about the, I said, yeah, we recorded three or four episodes. And you're like, three or four? I'm like, yeah, well, here's the deal. And then I had to explain it to you, and you're just laughing at me via DM. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was, it was fun. I'm glad you decided was, to put it out there. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, good stuff, like an hour and a half just on the ECW stuff. Lots of fun, just but every, old, again. Old men in their rocking chairs on the back porch drinking moonshine, right? <laughs> Pretty. Well, he was drinking beer, and he was mixing a couple different beers, and then he started drinking whiskey. And he would never admit it to me, but I, I he had to throw up that night. I, I just He was consuming way too much. <laughs> but, you know, his wife and kids were gone, and he was just being a drunkard, so there's that. But, uh yeah, he was he was killing moonshine. He see, I have this old thing, Crockett. I'm not an alcoholic like Doc. You know, Doc <laughs> likes to act like I drink cognac every day of the week. But you know, this old saying is like, uh, "Liquor to beer, have no fear, 
beer to liquor, never be sicker. And he went beer to liquor. So that's why I said he's probably going to be sick. But he said he wasn't. We'll have to see if it's true. The well, world may never no know. Better, um, no better advertising for the Patreon right there. Oh, man. It was a lot of fun. And again, not only that, like all the Dark Side of the Rings we've done this year are available. Uh, we did all those Tales from the Territories uh, last fall. Uh, Ten episodes of that. Plus, you know, you get the Clash of the Champions that we just reviewed. All the WCW pay-per-views dating back to 87. Everything available on Patreon. Video versions included for all the WCW stuff. Tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. Sign up. It is greatly appreciated, and thank you for your support. Uh, Crockett, anything else before we get in? Uh, Harper did say he's coming. He, he did say. I, uh, I can confirm that, and I believe him. Anything else before we get into the uh, review portion of this week's show? Well, you did kind of put one over on me on this. You, I, you know, you messaged me kind of last minute saying, hey, I want need to, you know, Doc's having a little trouble uh, scheduling-wise. We need you to fill in. It's an hour episode. Don't worry about it. One hour. So I said, okay, great. So, you know, one hour with commercials. So for about 40 minutes. So I put it on. I see it. It says one hour. Great. I get going with it. And I realize that it's one hour of content. So it looks like it was an hour and a half episode. So you kind of uh, pulled the wool over my eyes on this one. And, uh, yeah, it was a little longer than I thought it was going to be. But uh, I made it through just in time to record tonight. Do you all hear this guy? It, it it's an hour and two minutes, hour and two minutes and thirty seconds without commercials, and he's saying you pull one over on me. Yeah, I figured it was gonna be forty <laughs> minutes. You said it was an hour, like you know, it's an hour, so I figured it was an hour TV episode, which means like forty minutes of content. But no, I, I'll have to remember that from now on, Tinkerbell. Thank you. Yeah, I'll I will I will make sure of that. I, and next Please week I'll, next time. I'll make sure I look. Next week I think is an hour and twenty five minutes, which means it was a two hour episode. So I'll tell you it's a two hour episode, but the commercials have been cut. Thus it's an hour and twenty five minutes. Is that the type of clarification you want? Yeah, I'll have to get back to you on next week then. Oh Jesus Christ. <laughs> Uh, well, I'm giving you a weak warning. Maybe you can get that in in 10 minute increments between now and next week. <laughs> Might be able yeah. to happen. Yeah, we still get that to happen. All right. Well, let me get the uh, video version of this one going. Again, we're talking February 1st, 1992. New month, same old us of Mud Show Outlaw Foolishness. Harper should be joining us soon. At least, again, I'll repeat, he said he was going to. Uh, this show starts off. Uh, this is the second half of the TV taping that started last week, which was taped uh, January 22nd of 1992 uh, in Kansas City at the uh, Kansas City, Missouri, at the Municipal Auditorium. The intro shows a replay of Rick Snyder being pile driven by the Dangerous Alliance. Jim Ross tells us what we'll see today on the card, then throws to a pre-tape promo from the Steiners. Uh, if you give me a second, I'm going to go to the pre-tape from the Steiners right here. Crockett, here it is. From Rick and from Scott Steiner, they want the world tag titles. And here's what they had to say to the Dangerous Alliance. Bobby Eaton and Arn Anderson, me and my brother issued a challenge to you for this world tag team titles. But when the match came down, Arn Anderson, you walked away. Why? We challenged you, not Larry and Bobby, so that we wrestled the match and we beat Larry. One, two, three in the middle. Then you stop us, kick us, punch us after the match 
That don't matter. What matters is what happens from bell to bell. That's what matters. You can punch us, kick us all you want. We don't care. Paulie, dangerously, sooner or later, you're going to have to put your two best men forward. But the best two men ain't be good enough. Larry Zabisco, what you did was drop me on the part of my body that matters less. Like I got of my head. Nothing there, nothing to worry about. What you gotta worry about now is what you're gonna come up with to be me and my brother. It ain't gonna happen. There ain't nothing you can do to stop it. I love Rick Steiner. You dropped me on the wrong part of my body, my head. There's nothing there. That's pretty damn good. Yeah, it's pretty uh, it's pretty standard fare for the Steiner brothers, but you know, effective. Um yeah, good stuff uh from from them right there. Uh any other thoughts before I go into this top 10? No, no, let's move on to the top 10. So, uh you know, I don't know if this was last week. We've been kind of talking about this uh with these top 10s. I want you to look at this Crockett real quick. Number 6, number 7, number 8, 9 and 10. Do you notice how Sometimes they have the city and state. Yes. Sometimes they just have the Rocky Mountains. For Abdullah, it's just got the Sudan. Tailor-made man, Vero Beach, Florida. Well, for Cactus, they kept misspelling truth and consequences. Right. And they just say, ah, fuck it. We're just not going to put nothing. <laughs> yes, I noticed that. I, know we, you, I remember you guys harping on it for weeks. And, uh, yeah, I noticed that. They just deleted it completely. It just says yeah, 296 yeah. is waste. <laughs> Ah, fuck it. We just go put his weight. <laughs> Hopper's like, how lazy are you? You mean to tell me somebody can't look this shit up? <laughs> I mean, you are Turner Broadcasting. You're a TV company. What the piss? But they just say, <laughs> I mean, it's just kind. Of, it's just hilarious to me. The other thing we keep hopping on uh, here too is, so. You know, by 1992, I was talking to Hopper and Doc, and we were like, it's pretty standard that by that point, when you abbreviated a state, it was just two letters capitalized. For mm-hmm. example, you would see NC for uh, North Carolina capitalized. You know, California would be CA, Georgia G- GA. Well, they got a funny way of doing it because Warner Robins, Georgia, where it says Ron Simmons is from, is GA with a period at the end. Yes. And we have North Carolina correctly, I believe. <laughs> right, <laughs> everything you can't spell shit right. Um, <laughs> we got NC right. That's correct. It's North Carolina, but then we got CA with no period, capital C, little letter A. Now I will say this: I think they finally went with MN for Minnesota instead of MINN. So, but the whole point was we were just like, can can they have some consistency? Like, w- w- what are we doing here? Yeah, not the not the, the, the hard part, but it's they funny. weren't able to cut and paste back in 1992, I guess. But yeah, whoever the intern who typed this in uh, needed to go back to school. It's probably not an intern. That's what's sad. Yeah, <laughs> probably someone with the last no, name Crockett. Uh, probably <laughs> no, no. Oh, I you know, can you explain? Because this question was asked once many years ago on the show. You are not related to the Crockets. No, no, sadly. I probably would have had a... Well, no, I, I would have been a little too young to have a job. But no, not, not as far as I'm aware. I'm no, yeah. no, no relation to the uh, famous Crockett wrestling family. Yeah, it's just ironic that you're a Crockett and you're on a uh, WCW podcast. So there's that. Yeah. 
All right. Well, after the top 10, we go to Arn Anderson and Bobby Eaton versus Brian Pillman and Mike Graham. <laughs> Doc called what? Mike Graham several weeks ago milk toast. Uh, your thoughts, though? Yeah, I was going to say uh, Flying Brian and Molasses Mike. Um, just That's a new one. <laughs> what is he doing in this match? One of these things is not like the other. Um, God. They, you know, the. Jim Ross puts him over as a, like a mat tactician, but it's yeah, he's we've talked about this last time I was on. He's just dry as dry can be. He's like it's ironic. His name is Graham. He's his he's like a mouthful of graham crackers. He's just just dry. There's just nothing to him. I, you know, I think the last time you were on the the Graham episode of Dark Side of the Ring hadn't aired yet. Mm-hmm. Um. No, I like I have an appreciation for Mike Graham, but I, they even said it in dark on the dark side of the ring. I believe they were like, you know, the business had kind of almost passed him by by that point uh, yeah. in this era. Like, you know, because he's I don't know. he He's a good wrestler. He's a really good wrestler. Let's be real. I mean, he wrestling family. He can he can do all the moves. It, it's the, there's just no personality no no sizzle to the steak as harper likes to always say um there's just not not anything that you latch on to you go oh god that that guy's got the the it factor there's something there um whereas the other guys in this ring do have something you know so anyway it's sad it really is when you think about it like that because he's it's not that he's not a good he's not van hammer right crockett let's 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 be real (laughs) no i guess not but uh you have to tell me i mean i know how you feel about the man but you have to tell me you have to even you have to prefer z-man over mike graham as flying brian's partner i mean come on all right so you gotta you like you gotta at the bottom of the roster, if we're talking about guys I want to see in the ring, if number 100 is Mike Graham, number 99 is Z-Man. I'll take it. <laughs> I don't know what that says. But, <laughs> but, and I mean, look, he's he, like at that little sequence right there. You know, he's yeah. got Arn in an abdominal stretch. Arn yeah, hip tosses him out of it. In the match is an abdominal stretch. Yawn. <laughs> he kicks Arn out. Arn in an arm drag. Like he can do all the like technical stuff you want your wrestlers to do in the ring, but there's just nothing there to be like, oh yeah, I want to go see Mike Graham. And I've seen yeah. like the stuff in Florida when he's cutting these like you know promos and he's you know fired up. I mean, he, he there's something there. It's just it ain't it ain't here for me, man. I don't know how else to say <laughs> yeah. it. You know. There was something there in Florida. There ain't something here in Georgia. Yeah, it's just, it's just, it's just, it ain't happening. But um, there's there's something that uh, I had a timestamp just to illustrate. I don't want to harp on this guy too much. I mean, you brought up the dark side of the ring. Now you got me feeling bad. But (laughs) the nine thirty two. Just, just if you want to talk about just being past his time, look at him on the apron here. He's like, yay. Yeah, the clap. He's just kind of like hokey, and it's just the the business has kind of passed him by at this point. I think here's a spot that's kind of a little scary. Yeah, that 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 almost didn't look good when Pillman like 
scales. He, it's like he climbs up Bobby, and Bobby's helping him get on his shoulders. And then Pillman is like getting ready to launch. But when he launches to go on the arm, you know, yeah, that force of pushing uh, Bobby, well, he pushes Bobby away and he kind of just slips off and he almost lands on Arn's leg wrong. Yeah, yeah. And they, they kind of push it that way, Jim uh, Ross does. And, but yeah, Arn seems okay. But yeah, he, he, yeah, basically just kind of slipped off his back and like he was supposed to cross body um, Anderson off yeah. of off, off Eaton's shoulders, but it didn't kind of turn out like they hoped. No, it, it wasn't even close. <laughs> no. Uh, it almost looked bad. But Arn's selling the leg kind of um, from it. So I guess, you know, there's a true professional. And I don't go. know what Mike Graham is doing on the apron walking up and down. <laughs> it just looks weird. Tell you, man, that was a heavy episode, man. That uh, that dark side of the ring was really heavy on the Grams. Yeah. All right. I'm going to work my way to the finish here. So there's a hot tag is made, but the ref doesn't see it. See it and Pillman says, screw it. And is like, nah, I'm coming in and fighting. Uh, Graham puts the figure four on Arn, but Bobby Eaton comes off the top rope and hits the Alabama jam on Graham. And uh, Bobby and Arn end up winning this match. I mean, the right team won. They are the world tag team champions. I mean, you'd expect them to win. Uh, definitely not Pillman. And boy, you know what? As I'm watching this, definitely not Pillman and Graham, but I give Z-Man a hard time, but he, he is a better, more flashier tag opponent, tag a partner for Pillman than, than Graham. Uh, 100%. Uh, and Graham and Pillman lose, and there's that. Ugh. Boy. the crowd. Look at the crowd. They're just dead. moving. <laughs> Nobody's reacting. They don't yeah. react until the heels start leaving where they can scream at them as they walk out. Right. All the sap. Yeah, I mean, I I, th- I thought the finish was kind of uh, unique. I liked I liked the way they they got into that. I think Bobby that. used to do that from time to time. Like you'd you'd see somebody get somebody in a submission move or some kind of move, and Bobby would drop the Alabama jam and hit him. And it was a yeah, you like to see that because that's heels being heels. Yeah, and all done while the rest back his turn. He's trying to get Pillman back out of the ring again, so it was all perfectly set up. And executed. Good ref. The ref analysis is always a good thing on this show. <laughs> yes. We keep the show moving, and we go to uh, the WCW Magazine segment with Eric Bischoff. There is a Sting promo heading into Super Brawl 2 versus uh, Luger for the world title. Uh, I can play it. I didn't have anything from it. Did you have anything from it, Crockett? It was... No. Meh. Okay. Uh, then we then get one from Lex Luger, which is also meat and potatoes. And I mean, there's just not much there from either one of these. I don't know. This is where I miss the old studio, man. If they could build this up in that studio with the people going nuts. Uh, we do see a replay of Rude and Steamboat from the last clash that you can again hear us review on Patreon by going to tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. And then one of the last things we see in the uh, WCW segment is we do get a Rick Rude promo. Um, how about I uh, hit that, hit play that. And as I'm watching Rick Rude beat Ricky Steamboat with a belt on Ricky's hydrated back. <laughs> Let me keep going. Here is the promo from Rick Rude uh, talking about Steamboat after they showed the replay of Rude beating down Steamboat. The country whipper. We're having Rick Rude now. Ricky Steamboat wants your title at Super Brawl 2. (laughs) Super Brawl 2, 1992. What a night it's going to be. Two great gladiators. Ricky Steamboat, Ravishing Rick Rude, bumping heads. 
in the middle of the ring. The people want to see it, so let's give it to them. Ricky Steamboat, Super Brawl 2, let's get ready to rumble. Right in the peak of my wrestling career, I've got Ravishing Rick Rude right here at Super Brawl 2. Paulie, dangerously, if you happen to stick your nose in the business of our match, it will be thoroughly chopped off. This is an opportunity for the Dragon. But as every wrestling fan and wrestler knows, that when my back is up against the wall at any big event, at any pay-per-view, that I come home with the gold. Ravishing Rick Rude, be aware of the Dragon, for you will get the Rude Awakening. I understand a special stipulation could be added to this match. However, no details were available as we went on the air today. We'll keep you updated on this situation. All right. I guess we'll have to stay tuned for the special stipulation and see what goes down there. Uh, any thoughts, Crockett, on those two cutting their promo leading to Super Brawl, which uh, takes place in two or three weeks? I uh, can't remember exactly. No, I mean, pretty much, like you said, with the other two kind of meat and potatoes. Um, Steamboat. You know, he never never a strong promo, so they gave him two promos in the show. <laughs> and uh, the second one, I think, is better than this one. But, um, I mean, yeah, they got the point across. Super Brawl 2 coming up and uh, U.S. title match. Yeah, yeah. Um, again, you just uh, – Steamboat, I think it was last week, cut kind of a fiery promo too. So he's a little bit more fired up than normal. But as he should be, he got beat down, you know, after his match and stuff, so. All right, we'll keep going, and um, we go to the next match, which is Mr. Hughes and Vinny Vegas. I don't think I've ever talked to you about Vinny Vegas before, Crockett. Have we ever had a discussion about Vinny Vegas? Don't believe so, no. Did he just arrive? Oh, yeah, at the Clash. So it's Vinny Vegas and Hughes versus Joey Maggs and Brad Armstrong. Now, Vegas and Hughes are being managed by Harley Race. Uh, I need to ask you, what are your thoughts on Vinny Vegas, the gimmick, Kevin Nash, doing it, um, the promos, all that good stuff? Well, we'll hear um, him in a second, <laughs> actually. So, Vinny, Vinny Vegas, I mean, as a New Englander, I am kind of. I know something about awful accents and <laughs> Kevin Nash just his accent makes our accents look like, I don't know, uh, the symphony. It's seems and just the, you know, the, just how, I mean, you'll, I guess maybe you'll play the promo after the match, Yeah, I will. but uh, I will. yeah, he's just completely over the top. It's like, it's offensive to me. This accent. Um, I was telling Hopper that, he sounds like a horrible uh it's like they're trying to get him to do a soprano's accent yeah but it's not working <laughs> at all when when you when you hear him do it uh, and, and you know i guess the other part too they've seen him now with multiple gimmicks but now he's a he's a, he's from vegas with a new york accent which yeah, it's just it's I, so it's, pronounced uh, mr <laughs> hughes and this, you'll, yeah you'll hear it folks yeah. he's gonna cut several promos too in that voice where it's just like oh my god all right as far as this match goes any thoughts on hughes and Vinny vegas versus mags and brad armstrong i mean i don't know if you've talked about brad armstrong but i mean he does this silly gimmick 
Arachnaman, no questions asked, puts everything into it. He does, you know, the jizz hands, the whole thing. It all gets taken away from him through no fault of his own, and he gets rewarded by being back as a jobber again. <laughs> uh, I say it all the time. I think they they did him wrong on so many levels for so many oh, yeah. years. That Candyman? I, yeah, I don't know how anybody that you know is that just watched it casual observers hardcore observers how you could watch brad all these years and just think you know because you know you didn't like back then we didn't we knew that there were guys who lost all the time but i don't know if we appreciated a talent like brad armstrong that we do now but it's like they did him wrong so often it's like okay what's next because i i think one time we got a question it was something like oh well you know, you think they could have did this with Brad? They could have did that with Brad? I'm like, they pulverized Brad so much all these years in WCW and with enhancement talent bullshit that I just don't know if he was ever going to be recoverable. You, he would have had to go away for like years and years and then come back. And I just, I don't know, man. It's it's kind of sad. You know, Big Swole told me one time, uh, he was talking about Brad, uh, you know, with the whole No Limit Soldiers. Um, he, he, he was like, dude, Brad was one of the greatest human beings he's ever been around. Talked about like how good of a guy he was and whatnot. He's like, oh man, he's like, Brad was so cool. He, he just, and you hear that about his personality backstage and how good of a person he was. And like, he'd make you laugh. He had all kind of personality. Austin used to say that he just couldn't pull it out on camera, but I just think they did him so wrong, man. It's, it's really sad. Yeah, you just yeah. nailed it. He, what, even you know, up, even but, up through like the Monday Night Wars, he's doing, I think, Buzzkill, which is probably what big soul saw, saw from him which is basically when vince russo came over to wcw he decided oh he's armstrong he's related to to brian armstrong let's just give him a road dog gimmick and it it didn't quite pan out it didn't quite work well and then he what what swole was talking about was you know brad was a member of the no limit soldiers too at one point so well, as like, buzzkill i would think right or or no was that was that his name I mean that's what that was his name like in that in that time period. So I, I shit. Presumed, I, didn't, I, I put that out of my mind. I didn't even think about it like that. I I, I really didn't. Now that you're saying it, okay. Um, but like, yeah, it's just I don't know. I'd have to really go down and count how many names he had. You know what I mean? Yeah. They just they just Fantasia they, slash Bad Street was one. You're right. <laughs> They put him in that bullshit. They made him a free bird. <laughs> they mask. made him like they made him a free bird with a mask. Fantasia. It's just uh with the feathers on it. It was so so terrible. Uh, yeah, I feel bad for Brad. Um and then here he's, you know, wrestling with Joey Mags against Hughes and Vinny Vegas. Um any other thoughts on this before we uh, work our way to the finish of it? Well, at one point, Jim Ross guesstimates Vegas's shoe size from like a great distance, which is kind of a favorite pastime of Tony Atlas, who I think is doing WCW in a little bit. But uh, that was quite impressive from uh, Jr. I, I have to say it. The <laughs> Brian Fury was on the show years ago, and he tells the story of Tony Atlas, and I don't know if you were with him. Y'all were I was in, like, there. A sub- yeah. 
Okay, y'all were in this sandwich shop. I don't, was it a subway or just? Yeah, it was a subway. It was sort of across from like the venue where we're having wrestling that night. Yeah, and he he says Tony Atlas is leaning over the counter as they make the sandwich, and he's staring at this girl's feet, and he's just staring and not saying nothing else, and he looks at her and goes six, <laughs> and. <laughs> And she's, she's like, excuse me? And she's like, yeah, you want the, what, you want the number six meal? <laughs> yeah, and he's like, no, your shoe is a size six. She's like, yes, it is. <laughs> if, that, if that doesn't say you have a foot fetish where you just eyeball another human being's foot and know exactly what size shoe they wear. <laughs> and yeah, so, Fury, so. Fury can imitate him good. That's what was funny. It, it, <laughs> oh, man. So uh, Rossi here made Tony Atlas proud. Guess yeah, how many he was a size 14. <laughs> That's it. Uh, Vinny Vegas is going to uh, pick up Joy Mags and hit him with the finisher called the Snake Eyes, where he basically drops, he drapes a guy over his shoulder and then drops him head first onto the top turnbuckle. One, Which, two, three looked a lot better than i remember it being maybe it just got worse uh, over time but that snake guy's right there looked pretty decent i remember it being uh, like an awful looking finisher yeah. but there it was all right uh in the clash it looked pretty like stiff like he, he hit it pretty good and i mean from a concept standpoint you know if, if you have a guy take it right and or not really take it right but sell it right where he can you know drop at the right spot and hit his head and fly backwards it can look kind of devastating because I mean you're yeah kind of I like the way he doesn't hear he, he doesn't hear where he kind of he runs in and he drops to his knees. I think yeah. later on he he ends up just kind of dropping the guy onto the top rope with not going down with him and the way he goes uh-huh. down with him here it makes it look uh, pretty devastating. I think later on he just got lazier with it, which is kind of a, a Kevin Nash trademark. Yeah, he gets lazy with it. Yeah, uh, Hopper is asking if we're on. We're yes. on, buddy. Let me call you. Look, we do this live. We don't want to edit this shit out either. <laughs> Let me get him added. Hold on one second. Just yeah, in time was, promo. Yeah, ju- this is exact. I- I've been wanting him for this for a long time. Uh, not a long time, but, it, but ever since he debuted, I was like, Harper's got to hear this shit. Was he on the? Was uh, Harper on the Clash show? No, he wasn't. That's. Oh uh, man. Yeah, there he is. Hey. Hey, we're um we're only about halfway through the the review portion, and you, you're oh, right fuck. on time because hurry up. <laughs> you well, you're right on time because we're about to hear Vinny Vegas talk, and I want you to hear his voice so you can be like, "Bro, what is this shit?" <laughs> um, on that note, uh, let's go to the promo with Harley Race, Mister Hughes, and Vinny Vegas, who are ringside with Jim Ross. Here it is. I'm on a tag team. Well, first off, let me say that Lex Luger is into the greatest workout routine of any human being on the face of the earth. You've already saw Van Beter and you know what he can do. Now, when I get this combination right here in the right gear and they're headed straight forward, what do you think is going to be around that can stop it? Uh, it can take a great team to stop these guys. Tell them, big man, tell them. First off, I want to say what an honor it is to work with the bodyguard, Mr. Hughes. And I'm under the expert tutelage 
foot of one of the most respected men ever to walk in a squared circle, Holly Race. The cards have been dealt, people. It's real simple. What you got here is a pair that'll be the full house any day of the week. So, when you see us come to your town, baby, only one thing's gonna happen. We're gonna win. Don't ever, ever bet against Benny Vegas and his man, Mr. Hughes. Quite a combination, ladies and gentlemen, and we'll have more on WCW right after this timeout. Um, I, I gotta hear, Harper, uh, your thoughts on that fake Sopranos accent. That's what he was supposed to sound like? <laughs> I mean, like he, to me, when I hear him talk as, as Vinny Vegas, I immediately think like Dollar Tree so Sopranos accent. Yeah. Or like from fucking Casino. It's bad. Is it? Uh, so it's bad, ain't it? Yeah. It's like when I got out of prison, no money to do. I want to fucking. What you say? I'm going to bash your face it again because I'm stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Crockett said. Man, this, this is was, bad, dude. <laughs> Crockett said it was. Crockett's from the Northeast. So he's like, this is an insult to all Northeasterners. Yeah, this is a. Yeah. It's almost it, it's it's almost like he's trying to sound like a like a Bugs Bunny a accent. <laughs> it's like Vinny Barbarino or something. Yeah, hey, stupid, stupid <laughs> fucking hey, <laughs> like fucking Foghorn Leghorn. Hey. I see, I see. Yeah, <laughs> something toilet face. What did he say? <laughs> you know what? I think you're on to something. Carter. Hey! <laughs> Up your nose with a rubber hose. Hey, Mr. Carter! Mr. Carter! <laughs> Cocktail! Mr. Cocktail! Yeah. <laughs> I think you're on to something. Yeah. It's for tutelage. <laughs> it's like so, it's, it's, um, it's very unnatural and super duper forced. Yes, very forced. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I I just I was like, man, Doc and Harper got to hear this dude talk. I don't blame Kevin Nash at all. Obviously, he's just pin me, pay me. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, he's getting the check. That's what yeah. you want me to do. Fuck it. All right, I'll do it. I got a light bill to fucking pay. Yeah, that's I, it. I, I remember. I remember even at the beginning of him as Diesel in WWF, he did like a toned down version of that where he had a little bit yeah. of an accent. I, right. Yeah, I remember that. And it was so it was it wasn't WCW quite as bad on him, or if this is his idea. That's so it wasn't be quite. Their idea. This yeah, whole I think thing it's... has to be their idea because why would he want to dress like that? <laughs> I mean, this this is an improvement over the Great Oz. Yeah, oh well, yeah, that's what's sad. Still has that that the Oz uh, get up with the mask and the cape and all that. I would have burned that shit if I was him, but who knows. Someone needs to look for that. Or just Somebody to look for the next, uh, what is that, a &E show? Buried Treasures or whatever the hell it's called. <laughs> yeah. Buried <laughs> Treasures. Yeah. Odd 
Somebody for real, somebody ask him that on on his podcast. Somebody out there listening, ask him if he still got that Oz get up. <laughs> I will never ever that's one of the moments in this show that I'll never forget just thinking the monkey committed suicide. It jumped off of Kevin Sullivan's shoulder and just like he was jumping off of a burning building and just hung himself. And a bear taking a piss. Yeah, I mean, come on. What are we doing here, right? <laughs> Fuck. All right. Well, um, that's Vinny Vegas in that strong, strong, fake New York Dollar Tree Sopranos accent. Yes, man. From there, we go to Marcus Bagwell versus Mark Kyle. Killer Kyle, if you are familiar with our Smoky Mountain shows. And um, Bagwell's going to win this one. It didn't go on too long. It was pretty quick. Did you have anything from this one, Crockett? No, it's just a perfectly all right match. Yeah. Uh, Bagwell with a drop, backdrop, and then a lariat, and then a perfect plex for the win, basically, is uh, his finisher. And uh, that was that. Um, <clears throat> from there, Bagwell is going to cut a promo. And in his promo, he's going to once again be interrupted by Terry Taylor. So I'm going to get to that right now. Uh, here it is. Ladies and gentlemen, another great victory for Marcus Alexander Bagwell. Last week we got interrupted. Had a lot of things I want to tell you about. But again, great fans here. You're getting great fan support all over America. It's really great, Jim. It's a great feeling to know you're coming to a professional wrestling like I have. The WCW has accepted me. And so are these great fans. I'm just happy to be here, and I'm going to give you my best shot. You've certainly been doing that great effort displayed. Hey, wait. Great match, Marcus. Great match. But I got something to say, so why don't you just run along? I got something to say. Oh. I checked, I checked with the director, Jim. Correct me if I'm wrong, Mr. Ross. This is my interview time. You're exactly right. This oh, is his interview yes, time. Mr. Ross, hold the microphone. That's your job. Let me tell you, I've been around a long time. It's time for you to go. Go on, run along. Go on. It's your time to leave. Mr. Ross, I don't want to cause any problems. I just want to be in the WCW. I don't have no, no problems right now. I'm going to give the man what he wants. All right, young man. There'll be another day for you out here. Yeah, thanks. I got my Learjet waiting at the airport, and I can't be standing around here waiting for a rookie. I'm heading out to London to get some clothes made because I am the best-dressed man. I am the best-looking man. And when I get in that ring, you're going to see how good the tailor-made man really is. So no matter what any of you say, I am going to the top of WCW because I am tailor-made. All right, ladies and gentlemen, again, interrupting Marcus Alexander Bagwell is a tailor-made man, and we'll be back right after this timeout. Uh, I thought it was pretty good. I like Terry Taylor being a conceited prick right here. Once again, this is multiple times he's done this to Bagwell. I thought it was good. Um, you know, he's like, I'm not waiting for you to wrap up, rookie. I got my jet waiting on me. Any thoughts, Crockett? Well, yeah, I like how he says he has something to say, and he really just has absolutely nothing to say. <laughs> There's really nothing nothing there. You just want to be a prick. Yeah. yeah. A bully. Yeah. That's what he does. Yeah, same thing. Uh, and uh, I've kept telling Doc for weeks and Harper too. I think he's done a very good job of rehabilitating himself after. Oh yeah, it's a good gimmick. I like his hair, the outfit. Yeah, he's no longer. <laughs> I don't know why Harper, but that reminds me of 
<laughs> Darren for some reason. The fu- I'm surprised no one made a sign uh, with the fucking with the cornflakes box with the rooster on it. But somebody had to. It just we just never saw it. Somebody had to. I mean they 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 had to. <laughs> Wake up. Red fucking red rooster. Never forget the first time I saw him on WWF TV doing that shit. I was like, yeah. are you serious? I was like, what's he doing? Why is his right? hair like that? Okay, so what's he? He's like a chicken? <laughs> yeah. And he's with Bobby the, Heenan. Remember that? He was with Bobby Heenan when he first I, came in. The, yeah. part that, the part that's most memorable to me, Harper, is when he's in the ring like you know how a rooster like head kind of cocks back and forth or forward. <laughs> yeah, he was doing that in the ring. Yeah, I was like, why is he clucking like a rooster? Because he's a rooster. Here comes the rooster. <laughs> we, he ain't gonna die or something like that. Right, Crockett. Bro, it was Where so terrible. Doc, Doc would Doc would be like, I don't. Remember. Dude, Doc would be like, you're asking the wrong one. I didn't watch that shit. <laughs> Here comes the rooster. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, one thing about some of these WWF gimmicks, I, like, does he believe he's a chicken? We've had this talk, Crockett. Like, like, or, 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 one that always like perplexes me is Tugboat. Does he think he's a Tugboat? I don't know, bro. It's just, you know, it's it's crazy when you look at these gimmicks like Brutus the Barber Beefcake. He's a barber. Why? Yeah. And as a kid, I never questioned it. It's like, okay, he's going, I, I can't wait for him to cut the guy's hair. Like, why is he doing this? Right. It makes no sense. Right. But, I mean, he made it work. I mean, it's like the Undertaker. You're a fucking Undertaker, and your manager is Paul Bearer. You pay, he's probably thinking, "What the fuck, man?" But hey, it's a paycheck. He made it fucking work. Yeah, I, I say that all the time. Like we 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 kill some of these gimmicks that these mm-hmm. uh these professions, right? We 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 get yeah. them and like that was dumb. That was dumb. This was dumb. But like, I'm not trying to down the Undertaker, but on the surface, you're like. Yeah, just think it, about, or just think about it when he first met them. When he sat down, it's like, okay, you're going to be called the Undertaker, and you're basically going to be like the guy from the Adams family. The you <laughs> rang, you're going to be doing that. He's like, remember uh, Percy Pringle? Yeah, he's going to be your manager, and his name's going to be Paul Bearer. Bearer, you get it. <laughs> Paul Bearer, he's probably thinking, what in the fuck am I doing? What? There was, what was the other gimmick? Because remember on the on the A&E special Crockett, there was, yeah. he was worried there was another gimmick that he was going to get. He was going to be the, he, he was going to be in the uh, egg. Oh, yeah, that's uh, what it was. Right, he thought, egg. Because it was around the same time, he was like, oh my God, they're going to put me in that egg. Um, <laughs> and it ended up, the egg, man. ended up being the Undertaker. But yeah, you're right. Like if that's what I always tell people, you know, when we talk about suspending uh, you know, the disbelief of it, it's like when you really think about it, there's everybody praises oh the Undertaker, oh my god, it's a great gimmick. But if you really think about it, 
it was that name you're an undertaker you're not nobody's dead in the ring yeah it, it doesn't really make sense but then the gimmick got over and it got a cult following and then it's what it is now where it's like oh that's the greatest gimmick ever but in reality he was an undertaker it's really not that much different than a plumber or right. or, or like wild bill was the goon like Oh, he was a goon. He was a hockey goon. All those gim- all yeah. those gimmicks were dumb if you really think about it. It's just the Undertaker one was the hit, you know? Like the fucking repo man. You see, yeah. Yeah. I-, I had no idea what a repo man was. No. We were too young. <laughs> right, cuz I'm like 8. I'm like why is he wearing like a like a mask? Like a Zorro, like, yeah, like you like a bank thief, a, a bank thief from like the fucking Jetsons. And he's like sneaking he's around, box, yeah. and, and he has like tire tracks on him. The fuck's Dude, going he was, on here? Yeah, <laughs> and I, I when it, I didn't know what he was, I figured like. Oh, he's just a he's just a robber of some sort. Right. Yeah, he I mean, was that's, he that's was dressed cool. like a burglar. Like he bro, he was dressed like the, the hamburglar. hamburglar. The hamburglar. <laughs> like was like, why does this guy look like the hamburglar? What's he stealing? <laughs> Hamburgers. Yeah, no, he was he was a repossession man, which again, we were too young. It's isn't it weird how like you but that's that old thing, Harper, where we ate everything up. We didn't yeah. question none of that shit. It's like how uh, Crocker just brought a tugboat. I didn't care that he looked like the Cracker Jack box kid. Just, <laughs> just like large. I was like, that's Hulk Hogan's friend. And he's going to get revenge on Earthquake. And yeah, fuck him. <laughs> get him, tugboat. Every time we have this discussion, I'll, I just think of Harper, Little Harper, when when they fucking wrap that chair around Zeus's head and Harper's oh, yeah. sitting at home on TV. He's like, oh, my God. This dude took a nuclear bomb to the head. What are yeah. they going to do with this dude? <laughs> Nothing. He's like, I eat that shit up, bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, every time we have this discussion. Yeah, we just accepted the dumb, that dumb shit, man. It, we just accepted it. Ask no questions. Right. But uh, I don't even think Bruce I started Tr- asking. Go ahead. Go ahead, Crockett. Bruce Pritchard could, uh, says that uh, if he just gave it enough time, uh, Terry Taylor could have gotten the Red Rooster over. He just couldn't commit to it. He he would have been the next Undertaker, the Red Rooster, if if he only committed, if he'd only gone full force with the Red Rooster gimmick. Have you, you had him with fucking Coco Beware because he had the fucking parrot? <laughs> Just have you ever stand up heard? With shoulder? <laughs> yeah. Have you ever heard Bruce Pritchard's descript like talk about the Red Rooster Hopper? Yeah, like he said, like no man, it's not a rib. It was a, you know he just didn't make it work. He yeah he he claims like. When when they pitched it to him or tried to explain it to him that the the whole rooster thing was no it wasn't a rooster he was like a a cocky person so you know he was like the cock you know he was a cocky person yeah. and that you know if Taylor would have just leaned into it and been that cocky person you know like a red like a rooster was it would been all right he'd have got it over but he didn't he didn't embrace it and I always tell Crockett this he was producing the shit so when he's fucking on. Why, why, why are you allowing him to do that if that's not what you want that character to be? Don't lie, Bruce. He was clucking like a fucking rooster, and you didn't say anything. Like you're just revisionist history now, telling a different story. It's 
it's all absurd when you really think about it, how they try to pacify their bad ideas that don't land. It's like Terry Taylor was a capable wrestler. You didn't have to put the rooster gimmick on him. He'd have been all right. Like, you know. He could have done uh, Kentucky Fried Chicken commercials. (laughs) I mean, it's just terrible. And here's the thing. Like, somebody one time, maybe it was you, Crockett, said, well, couldn't he, could, uh, could he have been Million Dollar Man? Could Terry Taylor have done it? I actually think he could have pulled that shit off. I think he, like, because. Because, like, this gimmick he's doing is kind of sort of like that. It kind of yeah, is. I think they're trying to have a – the Ric Flair's gone. They're trying to have, like, a Ric Flair. He's talking about Lear Jets and stuff like that. He's trying to fill that role, I think. Yeah. Well, we'll get back to the uh, main portion of the show now. Good discussion, though. Uh, Sting defeated Mike Samples. Did you have anything from that, Crockett? Uh, just that I never noticed that Sting's theme was like a subtle ripoff of the Ultimate Warriors theme. I never really noticed that until watching this. His uh, interest music? Yeah. Kinda. A little bit. The way the beat is what it, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It was man called Sting. Oh, no, that, that comes later once the, once the Slam Jam album comes out. But okay. before yeah. that. Well, then we go to Steve Austin, who limps to the ring with a bum knee, and he is uh, the TV champion still, taking on Barry Windham. Barry immediately goes straight for the knee of Austin that is wrapped very heavily. Um, I mean, he's he's going at it and attacking it. Eventually, Austin uh, starts working on Windham's injured wrist and hand, though, uh, but Windham then wraps Austin's leg around the post. Paul Lee is having a fit on the outside as he's worried about his champion in here. So we got a battle of two injured people, one with a wrist, one with a knee injury. What did you have from this, Crockett? No, it was pretty short, um, simple story being told. Yeah, they each have a, a weak body part, and they're going after it. And, uh, you know, Wyndham's pissed off from the uh, the attack on his hand, so he's kind of throwing the rule book out, and he gets ends up getting disqualified, right? He does. Um, he puts... Austin in a figure four. The crowd is like dead. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> it's so odd because these are two stars, but it's really weird. Uh, Wyndham's using a rope for leverage on the figure four, and Austin is screaming. Austin Austin actually gets a hold of Paulie's phone and starts screaming into the phone like somebody's going to answer the cord <laughs> phone. It's hilarious. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it was very comical. Uh, I may have missed it in the replay as we were talking about it, but he's literally screaming into the phone. Uh, long story short, yeah, it's a DQ. Wyndham's DQ'd because he wouldn't let go, but the Dangerous Alliance comes out, and they start going for Wyndham's hand. Steiner Brothers hit the ring to help Wyndham, though, and they chase off the Dangerous Alliance, and there was that. Um, from there, we go to a Ricky Steamboat promo. He had one earlier. Now he has another. Uh, during the promo, they replay Rude beating down Steamboat with a belt after two Rude Awakenings. And I really wasn't going to play it because there's only one real memorable line from the promo. And it's when Ricky Steamboat says, you have brought the dragon out of Ricky Steamboat. The dragon is going to breathe fire and you're the one to burn. Man, Ricky Steamboat seemed like he had a a, a really scripted promo right there. But I don't know. What did you think about that, Crockett? Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, like I said, he was never a strong promo, but he's he got a little more intense with this one, and you know, he didn't he started tripping over his words a little bit at the beginning, and but by the end, he was pretty intense, and it was probably one of the better promo outings for Steamboat. Yeah, I agree. 
Well, we moved there from the main or to the main event of the episode, which is Rick Rude, the U.S. Heavyweight Champion, versus Crockett's favorite wrestler. He was asking me about him earlier, uh, the Z-Man Tom Zink. This is yeah, your guy, uh, Crockett. You're like you're like Chris Zoncha on the Facebook group, just loving you some zinc these days. So, uh, what are yeah, your thoughts? I'm surprised once you saw this main event. I'm surprised you didn't try to take the week off. <laughs> I thought about <laughs> it, but if I did that, there would be no show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah so that can't happen. Uh, yeah, Jesus, Tom Zink. I, I was just thinking this is going on too long. Uh, Rick Rude should have beat this guy in like two minutes. Come on, man. <laughs> That's the Z man. I, 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 that, I would rather watch Chris Zoncha in the ring versus Rick Rude. I mean, for that, put Javorski in there. With his pit bull. Maybe not Javorski. <laughs> he might try to give Rick Rude a reach around. <laughs> give him the other kind of Rude awakening. <laughs> <laughs> Guy's whole gimmick is getting relief, man. What the hell? What a, what a buffoon. Huh. I mean, anybody who watches Impact, like I always say, they got issues. Really? It's bad? It. It's not that. I don't think that. It's just I haven't seen it enough to think anything about it. Uh, used you asked. Jam. We used to talk about Impact all the time. Man, yeah. Impact was good. They, they had a period where... I don't know, 15 to 17. It was, it was some good stuff. Um, Hopper, I did look it up. I don't know when, but they access is not on Hulu live anymore. See? And that's what I think impacts on. So yeah, there's that. Mm-hmm. So we're missing out on impact, man. I don't know what we're going to do. What the fuck? Uh, Thanks Obama. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> can you blame something else on Trump? That way both sides can get <laughs> hey, angry. Hey, you can't say the word. YouTube's gonna, uh, snatch they'll it. demonetize the, the they'll demonetize the freaking uh episode. Yeah. You gotta say DT. Uh, uh, <laughs> boy. DJT. All right. Uh Crockett, any other thoughts on God, I just can't was he man. He puts me to sleep. Well they shook hands before before the match. I I don't I don't know why. Are they both from Minnesota? Yes. You see? I'm, I'm, I'm sure yeah, it has. That's it. Well, so they shook they hands because they're both from Minnesota. Together. Rick Rude is a prick, and Z-Man is a, a all-American baby face. And why is he shaking Z-Man's hand? Because it, because they're both Minnesotans. And, yeah. and, and his, in his match, he hits him with the throat thrust and fist, which are both illegal in professional wrestling. But he shook his hand two seconds ago. Well... This isn't airtight, brother. <laughs> All right. I guess I'll work to the finish because I don't really have much. Z-Man puts me to sleep, Crockett. I just don't have That's anything bullshit. from this guy. There's one There's one thing that um, JR talks about that's pretty good. Uh, at, the, at the beginning, um, Z-Man's kind of getting over on Rude, and Rude has a conference with Polly, and then after the fact, he goes to his back, and and Jr. points out, oh, he must have, uh, you know, obviously Polly knows something about Z-Man's back, and you know, after he talked to Polly, Rude is focused on the back. So it was, it was pretty good the way that kind of Ross kind of weaved that story in there. But yeah, the match was pretty by the book. I think you know, Rude's got to go over strong because the big match with Steamboat's coming up. They're really pushing hard. So um, yeah. 
pretty standard. That's JR being a professional. Yep. Yeah, you'll call it like that. So we work towards the finish. Rude has what I think is supposed to be some sort of chokehold or sleeper, but it looks really weird on Z-Man. You can see it here on the video. And loose. Yeah. It's extremely loose, like really, really loose. Z-Man fights out of it. Rude goes to the top rope, but Z-Man hits him in the gut as he is coming down. Rude recovers, though, and hits Z-Man with a stun gun move type move and then a Rude awakening, and Rude wins by pin. So the right guy is going to win this one. They show a replay, and we uh, go off air. And uh, that was that. I don't know. This was a really weird episode to me. I I don't know how to describe it. Like, we rate these. We hand out Rolexes, which we're going to do now. Um, I don't know They're what modified, to rate Modified it. chin nuts. Yeah. You oh, know yeah. what? I'm I'm glad you said that because I had it in my notes. I was getting ready to go to the rating from my notes. But look at this. We get a right little down. bit there of... There you go. Come on. What? Simply Grow up. <laughs> what is, Tribute to Ronnie Garvin. Tribute to Ronnie Garvin. Let me put my dong and balls in your throat. <laughs> Real classy. Uh, we got to rate it, hand out some Rolexes. Before we do so, remember, become a patron. Get access to all the goodies on the Patreon feed at tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. That is tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. Get access to all those episodes that Doc and I cut last Friday or a couple of Friday nights ago when he was really drunk and I was semi-drunk. It was a fun time talking Adrian Adonis, Ask Doc Parts 1 and 2, and ECW doing some watch-alongs. TinyURL.com slash BTT. It's also the only place you can get access to Super Brawl 92, which is coming up a few weeks on our pay- on our uh, Patreon feed. Um, uh, Crockett, I usually throw it to Doc first to rate it, but uh, since you're the guest, I think I'll go first and I will rate it. I don't know, man. Um, it wasn't bad, and it was only an hour and two minutes, so... Yeah, B minus. I'm fine with it. What did you give it? Yeah, um, it's right in that range. C plus, B minus. Yeah, I mean, it's like a rather inoffensive show. Nothing stood out really at all, but nothing just stood out as completely dog shit. So it's kind of right in the sweet spot, right in the middle there. So, yeah, I'll say C plus. Uh, Hopper, you were here for the last half of it. What do you think? I get today. <laughs> I love yeah, it. It's like a 10 minute show to you. Yeah. <laughs> I, love it. I love it. 10 minutes. Uh, so then we'll hand out the toot toot award or the reverse toot toot award. I I don't think anything stood out as uh, exceptional. And I really don't think anything stood out as really terrible, even though I'm about to talk about something that was bad. I, I'm going to give the reverse toot toot award this particular week to none other than Vinny Vegas because. That promo and hearing him talk and then Hopper describing what he actually sounds like. I was thinking Dollar Sur Soprano, but then Hopper starts imitating Mr. Carter and it really it really got really good. I used to love that yeah. show. Yeah, the theme song. Come on. Welcome back. I think it's on Apple or was it the the Chili's or the Applebee's commercial? Yeah, it is. It's on one of them. Yeah, I'm not remembering which one because they blend together. It is. They do play it often. Same thing. Same. Yes. Yeah. Fuck Applebee's and Chili's is the same fucking animal. Pretty much. Yeah. But I'm gonna give my reverse toot toot award 
to Vinny Vega. So nobody's getting the, I guess the the big award. But I got to give it to Vinny Vegas. That I, I did. He opens his mouth, and I'm just like, listen to this. It's just, it's a train wreck. It's funny. It's sad. It's uh, as Crockett said, he was offended. So I'm gonna give mine to Vinny Vegas. Who are you gonna give yours to, Crockett? I was thinking just along those exact same lines. Just it, it, you know, it it was positive in that it opened up uh, some good conversation, but yeah, it was pretty uh, pretty awful. So uh, yeah, reverse toot toot to Vinny Vegas. It's uh, it's something else when you you hear that. Uh, so who are you gonna give yours to, Harper? I give mine a. You know what? I'm giving mine a rude. God, I for thought the you were going to give it to Z-Man. <laughs> Come on. You scared me for a second. I was like, please don't do that. Please don't. Please don't. Oh, thank God. Yeah. Um, good choice. I mean, Rude does win. I don't even know what other contenders there are, to be honest with you. Like, when I look yeah, at this show, it, it wasn't Dickens. anything like, yeah, n- not nothing exceptional happened. So that was the tough part. All right. Well, before we get out of here, I uh, want to make a quick mention because I didn't I don't think I mentioned it last week, but Hardbody Hopper is still producing those great video shout outs, relationship advice. He's cutting promos on family members and friends if, uh, that you don't like your enemies. He will do it all. All you got to do is email him. Uh, Chris Hopper, 16 Wildcat with a K at Gmail dot com. Tell him what you want in your video. And then more importantly, be very specific, but more importantly, PayPal him 20 bucks to cc30388cc at yahoo.com. If you missed any of that, it is in the show description and you can let Hopper know there what you want in that video and uh, whatnot. And again, not only pick me ups, I mean, if you hate somebody out there, he will cut a vicious promo on them for you. If you just tell them what's going on and he'll tell them to grow up and, you know, They'll do whatever they need to go do to solve their issues. Um, and that's all I got this week. Uh, Crockett, I want to thank you once again for joining the show on short notice. But next week won't be short notice. And you're going to have that top five ready for me, right? Yeah, I'm going to work on that uh, immediately following the episode here. Are you really? No. You're not going to bed? Okay. Uh, <laughs> Hopper, Doc, Doc said he wanted to start doing some top fives again. I think he's crazy, but... That's what he wants to do. So I don't know if I'm going to do a top five next week, but that's that's what Crockett's doing. He's going to have a top, top five. five even was that pre Harper top five? Oh, Harper did top fives with us. Yeah, yeah, he he did them. Um, we did a bunch. Like a, I mean, I don't remember how long it went, but yeah, we did a bunch. What the last one we did? We did them with 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 uh with D Man. Well, that was like, the movie thing we did. I, I meant like strictly wrestling. Oh, yeah, you, yeah. I remember you did like it was like cereals or candy or something. I think you did candy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Cereal. What was it? Uh, cereal candy. Hair metal bands. Hottest black chicks. <laughs> we did that. Yeah, remember that? I, I that feel was, like uh, I remember that. What was that? Um. Yeah, we did hottest black chicks. God, I that I'm, I mean, I've had that conversation that with my friends. Silva did that, right? I don't. He may have, we. I know I've done one with him where he, where he talked about women, and we all did for that fact. But I thought, I thought we did that 
maybe he was on that one maybe and i'm I'm just or maybe we did it and then he was on an episode where he was like all right y'all y'all said y'all five here's mine i don't i don't remember but yeah i, I feel like we did that um i mean we've done a bunch of we got kind of raunchy with it i mean we did the top five rat bangers at one time yeah like you know stan lane ricky morton we went down that list and we all had the same off. guys what's that I said, I'll cross that one off the list. Yeah, we, we all had the same. We literally all had the same guys. All of them. <laughs> all of them. We all had Ricky Morton, Ric Flair, Stan Lane. It was might have had one or two out of, out of order, but it was pretty much the same. Um, we did so many, though. We did a bunch. That was the thing with the top fives. I felt like we kind of exhausted them. That's why, Crockett, I never understood how Joe and Quinn pulled it off all the time. They did a million Mount Rushmore's. Yeah, I don't like the, the fucking mount because it's only four. It's harder than the five. I know. <laughs> that's what's hard. That's Fuck what. That. The, yeah, that's what's hard. I can't half the time. I can't settle on five, much less the order. Yeah. The good thing about a Mount Rushmore is you're not ranking them. You're only picking four. But the thing is, we do the top five, and then we do like the two or three honorable mentions. That's true too, but even then, sometimes it's like shit. Yeah. I could fit a lot more. Man, ranking people sometimes is the most frustrating thing. Doc and I were talking about this on the Patreon show a couple of weeks ago. We were like, you know, I'm sure there are top fives we all did where if we listen back, we'd be like, we ranked that like that. It it changes too as time goes. Like, because you you watch more stuff or you rewatch something, and you're like, you know what? That was, they were better than I thought they were. Yeah. So it's weird. But yeah, Joe and Quinn doing those doing those Mount Rushmores. I, I don't know. They they did so many, I was amazed. Oh yeah, they did a I ton mean, of them. Did, then they did them on Patreon as well. Yeah, and, and or they did the uh um what was the it wasn't even just the Mount Rushmores. What was the one they did where they would like start off with twenty and they it's would like a rumble, yeah. It's like a rumble and then they would have they they would rank it and they'd have to agree to rank at a certain point. I I don't know like how they did 20. that. It was like a top 20, but they they would have to slot them where they thought and you couldn't re-slot someone. Once you slotted them, they were in that slot. And it would go on for for weeks because they would only do like four at a time or I forget how many they do at Two, a time. Two, I think, yeah. They 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 perfected that. I that would drive me nuts with Doc and Harper. I, I yeah. would be wanting to <laughs> to do the Burger King thing. I think uh, it drove them nuts too. That's why they stopped. Yeah. Well, and they pretty they exhausted it too. It's like you can only yeah. But I, you know, it's one of those things. Like I said, if you revisit it, I bet you it changes it too. So, um, but yeah, um, what's going on with the wrestling podcast about nothing, Crockett? Even though I know I asked you earlier in the show, and uh, it's still not airtight, brother. Nothing has changed since, uh, you know, an hour and a half ago. Uh, still talking, kind of, not really. And uh, we'll see what happens. Comes out as often as the Mid-South Show right now as we record this July Come 18th on. of 2023. Let's not be crazy. Come on. <laughs> he brought that up earlier. <laughs> oh, you've had one? <laughs> you are an asshole. What? Um, no, he, he said he had a WPAN this year. That was him taking a shot at me. Yeah. Wow. All right. Well, um, stay tuned to the wrestling podcast about nothing that never drops, everyone. And I'm sure it'll happen. But 
I think Crockett's going to be with us for the next couple weeks as we work around Doc's uh, schedule, which is insane and crazy. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, Harper, anything before we get out of here? I know you wanted to bring up the Burger King 26 slices of cheese thing that you saw. Oh, God. Didn't you want to bring that up? Yeah. Have you all seen that? Yeah. I mean, I saw it because you sent it to me, but you'll have to describe it to, to Crockett. I've, I've seen it. I think it's in Thailand, right, or something like that. Yeah, dude. That's a whole pack of fucking cheese. <laughs> Just absolutely disgusting. I know. Is it sour <laughs> or is it just take, a gimmick? I would take one bite just to see what it's like. They don't have to right. fucking throw it away. I it's like a gimmick. It just it's like the 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 KFC one that was two chicken patties as instead of buns. Well, that's yeah. I mean, that's kind of simple though. I just looked it up. It is in Thailand, and it is twenty slices of cheese, nothing yeah. else. And it's comically called the real cheeseburger. Yeah, twenty slices of cheese. I mean, that's so much. Like, if you get the pack of like Velveeta, that's disgusting. That's like yeah. twenty slices. I don't want to take a bite of that. If I wanted to do that, I would just take a bite of a block of cheese. Yeah, that's true, huh? The bun is not going to overpower all that cheese taste. And I don't like cheese that much. I mean, I like a cheeseburger. Don't get me wrong. I mean, but no. Yeah, fuck that. (laughs) If you would like Harper... To buy a pack of cheese and put it on a bun and melt the cheese and eat it, then that's where you get your video of Hopper. Go to. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. You wouldn't do it for 20 bucks? God no. sells this thing. <laughs> that's wow. crazy, dude. Well, I mean, you, you, they would have to, as, as always, when they want props from you. No, they can't pay me to eat that. The hell they can't. What if somebody what's, said, Hopper, what's the, what's, I'll, I'll give you 100 bucks. What's your price? Plus props. I'll I'll send you an extra ten bucks for the buns and the cheese you gotta buy. Oh no, no. You wouldn't do it? I what the the fucking twenty slices fucking cheeseburger? All you gotta do is take one bite. Oh, and, one and bite, yeah. All right, I'll take one bite, but I'm not gonna just sit there and just eat the whole fucking thing. Oh no, I'd puke. Yeah, yeah. I mean I mean you wouldn't shit for a fucking year. <laughs> Dude, you'd be clogged up for a Bro, century. Bro, your stomach would be <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> do you do you'd you die, bro. I don't know if you'd die, but you would be clogged up. Dude, you'd be fucked up, dude. That's just crazy. Somebody's getting that. Yeah, someone is, dude. And they're, and they're not human. I don't know. They're talking about these UAPs flying around all the time, man. So who knows? The what? It might be, in, might be a flying saucer, Harper. Oh, all right. Well, then just say that then. <laughs> well, they call them they UAP? call them UAPs now. Unidentified what? aerial Fine. phenomenon. Oh, Jesus! Right. Yeah, look out. Yeah. So, so you said you're gonna you're gonna send him buns and cheese. No, I'm just saying, if you want to see oh. Hopper take a bite of that, you know, you name your price. Pack of cheese. Yeah, he he's, he needs a good five bucks to get a pack of cheese. And then he 
needs I mean you can get a pack of buns for a dollar fifty so there you go send him well I don't know you got to put your price on it how much would you do it for I don't know bro that would have Hopper. to get like like a little like those little shitty like those like dollar hamburgers from McDonald's because the because the patty's so thin mm-hmm to make it fucking doable. There's no patty though. There's no. There's no patty. You're just eating bun and cheese. You're just taking oh one big. Oh my god! <laughs> you well, didn't that's the that. that's the point of the twenty cheese slice. You're gonna eat. You're gonna take one, it's maybe two bites. Cheeseburger though. I no, it, no it, it's I, a real cheeseburger. Meaning there's just cheese. Yeah, there's just cheese. There's Jesus no meat. Christ. I don't know. So bro. yeah, how much? That's almost like taking a bite of like a stick of butter. <laughs> I saw a kid do that when I was younger. Dude, I would have no, no way, no way. <laughs> I've seen kids. Yeah, this one kid I used to know. I went to like daycare with him when I was real little, and this this kid literally used to eat butter. And I'm like, oh you know, it's back before I knew anything about oh, you could have a heart attack, and it just seemed disgusting. He just would. Take a hunk of butter and just start chewing. <laughs> Going to town. I'm like, wow. I don't know, bro. Butter tastes good. Don't get me wrong. Dude, like on some toast and stuff, that. but it, not a not I a would, stick. I don't want to bite a stick of butter. Yeah, I would throw up if I saw someone do that. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty pretty damn gross, you know. That's fucking gross, dude. Yeah. So, uh, email Hopper and maybe he'll take your bids to see if he'll. Take at least two bites of the yeah. twenty slice <laughs> cheese with no hamburger on it, yeah, and uh, just melt and go all over the fucking place. One bite, Hopper. You're not like inhaling this thing. One. If somebody offered you a hundred bucks to take two bites of that, oh, there you go. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> so if you want him to take two bites of that nasty shit, all you got to do. Is email him Chris Hopper sixteen Wildcat with a K at gmail dot com and then PayPal him to whatever that was I just read a second ago. It's in the show description, and Hopper will do it for you. He said he'll do it for a hundred bucks, and he'll cut a promo too while he's yeah. at it. Um, so I hope you get like a hundred requests and you puke your guts out a few times <laughs> while doing this. But if you got a hundred requests at a hundred bucks a pop, that's pretty good money, you know. Yeah, there you go. He'll take it anyway. There you go. All right. On that note, uh, Crockett, I look forward to the next WPAN, which is on an extended hiatus, like 16 mil. I know what I wanted to get on your ass about. You were on the Ringer podcast with Leo. What's his last name? You lying sack of shit. Oh, you have always out. told you have always told me I was getting ready to close the show. And I'm glad I remember you have always told me that your favorite episode of the WPAN was the uncivil war north versus south you get on another man's pod and you said oh no my favorite was uh when we had warbeard hansen on it was just really good and i'm like that motherfucker he lied his <laughs> ass off he's been coming on this show for all these years eight years now talking about how great and fun that episode was on the wpn and he goes on another man's podcast and starts talking about Oh, yeah, my favorite one. I didn't even get an honorable mention. I got no mention on that show. That really hurt. It, it straight. Oh, how, what did Paulie Walnut say, Hopper? Hey, how much How much can a man take? I feel like I've been stabbed in the heart. I've been stabbed in the heart. <laughs> That's how I felt. 
I just checked Thanks, my Crockett. emails. If someone sent me one. On oh, July. someone you got one? On, yeah, on July. From, 10, day, live? Wow. from, from ten days ago. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's not going out live. He's like talking about it. Yeah. Yeah, he don't he don't check his email every day. Uh yeah, AJ, see you gotta get on that. AJ Robinson. There you go, the, see? Get on. From the UK. There you oh. go. You gotta get on that. Get old Lady go. Hopper to, to do the video and cut your promo. There you go. Alright. I feel like I've been stabbed in the heart. <laughs> That's how you feel after you eat the uh real cheeseburger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I had to cut that promo on you, Crockett. Thanks for lying to me all these years. Yeah, no, I, I was lying to them. I wasn't lying to you. Bullshit. Bullshit. I need you to go back <laughs> on really. that show and make it right. Uh-huh. Yeah. I see what you do. You play to the crowd. That's how it works, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, basically. I got you. Play to the crowd. All right. On that note, we're going to get out of here. It's been a fun night. And um, I guess Crockett will be back next week joining us for... Uh, there is no February 8th show. I believe it jumps all the way to February 15th. I think it's the show was preempted that that weekend. But uh, Hopper, hit the tagline. Um, the new tagline is relieve it, you know. So hit the tagline, Hopper. Let's, no, go. Yeah, that's the new one. That's what Doc's been doing. Relieve it, relieve bitch. Relieve it, bitch.